To help manage your energy use, Duke Energy offers assistance programs and services, including budget billing, which gives customers better control over their energy spending by establishing predictable monthly payments. Online savings calculators, which help customers understand how their homes use energy and how they can potentially reduce their consumption and better manage their summer bills. Eligible homeowners can get a free home energy assessment, which includes an energy efficiency starter kit containing LEDs, an energy efficient showerhead, and switch and outlet energy seals. This public service announcement is sponsored by Duke Energy. Duke Energy presents Conversations About Living Young with your host, Marina Kears, Executive Director of Hendricks County Senior Services. Good evening and welcome to Conversations About Living Young. I am Marina Kears, the host of our show tonight, and I am the Executive Director at Hendricks County Senior Services. And as you know, if you're a listener, our mission is to help older adults live as independently as possible in the home of their choice for as long as possible. We do that in a variety of ways. And I um, have with me today a person who's very uh, close to Hendricks County Senior Services. You may recognize her. She is uh, Deanne Sanders Bilo. And Deanne, brings with her not only her experiences at Hendricks County Senior Services, but more than 25 years of experience working with older adults and family caregivers in a variety of ways. So thank you so much for being with me tonight. Oh, thanks, Marina, for having me. If anyone has ever called the Senior Center and asked um, for help in a caregiving situation, chances are in the last eight years, nine years, they've been transferred to Deanne for support. And so um, as she and I have talked about many times, the families and the family caregivers are changing. We're working with a lot of younger family caregivers, but they're really everywhere. They're in every business and every church. Mm-hmm. in school and in neighborhoods. Um, Deanne, when family caregivers are calling you, what do you see as one of their primary needs? What do they really want? They first want to talk mm-hmm. because they don't know even where to turn, mm-hmm. what to do first. Um, you know, a lot of times they, they want to talk about the challenges that they have as a caregiver mm-hmm. and not having an opportunity to take a break Mm -hmm. and go to a physician's appointment Mm -hmm. for themselves. I talked to a lady yesterday and she said, you know, I had a heart attack six years ago and I haven't even done any of my follow-up visits because I can't leave my husband. So the biggest thing is that I hear from family is I'm trying to do this on my own. I know I can do it. But I feel like I'm I'm letting my my other duties for myself slip away, and I don't know what to do. And what we know is that that puts that family caregiver in a really dangerous position because we see family caregivers' health fail more rapidly even than the one they're taking care of. Yeah. And that's really dangerous. For sure. Before I came to Hendricks County Senior Services, um, I worked in health care. And so on that spectrum of care... I found families coming in who had gone through the crisis Mm -hmm. already, Mm -hmm. and they hadn't seeked out in-home care. Mm -hmm. And so working with Hendricks County Senior Services, I'm able to talk to families and try and get them to the point of asking for help before the crisis. And I always ask the family, what is going to make you make that decision to seek help, talk to your family, 
and make a commitment to have someone help you before that crisis happens. Right. And that help can look different for every family. I think people Absolutely. are looking for you know, somebody to tell them what to do, but it's so individual to each family. And so it, it is helpful to talk through it because it's, mm-hmm. it may be different than what happened with their neighbor or their sister-in-law or someone else who dealt with a completely different situation. Yeah. Yeah. So we always want to talk about what their needs are. Mm-hmm. And tell me about your loved one. That's the first thing is tell me about your spouse. You know, how are some things that, you know, he's really having a challenge with? Mm-hmm. And what are some things that you're doing for him that that you're struggling with? Mm-hmm. And it, it really varies on the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. If it's dementia, um, it, it's definitely it's the challenge of how to respond to a loved one who repeatedly asks the same question, needs help, doesn't understand when they tell them, you know, honey, we're going to the grocery store tomorrow. No, we're supposed to go today. Mm -hmm. And so I try and, and help caregivers respond differently to their loved ones so they don't get their loved ones excited. Yeah. Um, so can you give an example of that? If, if a person listening or they know someone who is struggling with that communication piece, mm-hmm. what are some tips? What are those things that you tell family caregivers and even our, even our professional caregivers that they, they can do to make their communication more effective? I believe in the 10 absolutes. Mm -hmm. And you can call Hendricks County Senior Services, and I can give you those 10 absolutes, or even the Alzheimer's Association, Mm -hmm. because we work very closely with them. Um, But one thing is try not to reason with your loved one. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, If they believe that they need to go to the doctor today, explain Sure, we're going to go. We're going to go ahead and get ready, Um, but the appointment's at 2 o'clock. So Mm -hmm. try not to argue and say, no, we're we're going next week. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and get ready. Mm -hmm. Um, Chances are they're going to forget later that they were supposed to go to the doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. Um, If somebody says, I want to go home, okay, so I'm at home and I don't realize it's my home any Mm -hmm. longer, So have the loved one take them into the bedroom and show them their clothes. Mm. Take them into the closet and explain, this is your home, here are your clothes. That makes a lot of sense to kind of reorient them Mm -hmm. if you can. Yeah. Yeah. But the biggest thing is I find caregivers is try to reason with them and Mm -hmm. then they get upset. Right. When their loved one gets upset, you can't talk them down. Mm -hmm. If I get upset, I can find ways to talk myself down from the reason why I'm upset. Mm -hmm. But with somebody with dementia, they can't. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I would love to share the whole 10 absolutes. If anybody wants to call the senior center, I can mail that or email that. Um, But I always ask caregivers if you can commit to three of those. But the first thing is try not to reason. Um, I know I work with a lot of seniors and caregivers where I believe white lies Mm -hmm. are okay Mm -hmm. because it's not going to hurt anyone Mm -hmm. with a white lie. Mm -hmm. And I think that's hard because some people are just like, I can't fib to my spouse. But if you if you don't and they get so upset, they can't talk them through that frustration yeah. that they're feeling. They don't understand. Yeah, yeah. There are so many challenges with that communication, and so absolutely um, one one thing we can do is go ahead and share that uh, ten absolutes on Facebook, and uh, that way people can find it on our Fantastic. on our page. So yeah, so. You just said that before the crisis is the best time to ask for help. How do people know what? 
you know, personally, you know, what are those feelings or what, what do you hear from people when they say, I knew I had to call? Is it that um, they anticipate a crisis? Are they just emotionally drained? What's leading up to that call then? to you the first thing is being emotionally drained the second thing is getting angry with your loved one yeah yeah okay if they're getting angry um if they are finding that they're reasoning too much Mm -hmm. and they're they're having arguments with their loved one Mm -hmm. um that they're missing doctor's appointments Mm -hmm. that they feel like they can no longer share their concerns with their family Mm -hmm. member that's where they need to call us yeah. and talk to myself or someone at the senior center to walk through. Here are some things. Here's some yeah. options. Yeah. You know, the Alzheimer's Association, they have a hotline mm-hmm. that's open 24 7. Mm-hmm. And I always tell caregivers, especially with sundowners, you know, somebody with dementia, when they start getting sundowners at 7, 8 o'clock at night, and as a caregiver, I'm exhausted, but my loved one is is walking, yeah. you know, pacing the house. Definitely, you have an opportunity to call the hotline. I can give the number sure. right Why now. Sure, why don't you go ahead? Um, the Alzheimer's hotline is 1-800-272-3900. Great. Great, and we'll share that out as well again on social media. So um, you are the, and have been for several years now, the facilitator of the Alzheimer's Association support group that meets at the Senior Center. Um, Talk a little bit about that group and what are the benefits of coming to a support group? It doesn't have to be that one because there's there's another group, right, that meets in Avon. Yes. So there are multiple yeah. Alzheimer's support groups and there's support groups for other, you know, disease diagnosis. But what do people really get out of a support group if they're a caregiver? What I see with our group is families, especially children, um, spouses, they're going through behaviors that they don't understand what their loved one is having those behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't understand why they get upset um, over um, something they don't understand, like they get lost in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, or my husband keeps t- t- uh, tearing down the lawnmower, mm-hmm. and so I have to call a company to come back and rebuild my lawnmower. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's families that are going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so the support group is a support system. It's a network of people who are going through the same thing. Um, maybe some of the behaviors are different. But a lot of the times the, the attendees learn new tricks mm-hmm. and techniques to get through the day with their loved one. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. So it's a very informal setting. Um, they can come in. Um, they can visit. They can talk. Um, or they can just listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've seen, just observed that people do all, each person participates in a different way. Yeah. Um, and I think people are often afraid to, in, a, in any support group, um, whether it's that one or, or the others, that they're going to have to share. And it's nice to know that they can sit quietly, yeah. participate without sharing. They don't have to talk, but they can listen and they can learn yeah. from others. Mm-hmm. And we, we try to have laughter mm-hmm. at all of our meetings mm-hmm. because you have to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stress being a caregiver. Yeah. And so my first thing that I ask is, what are you doing for yourself? Mm-hmm. 
what are you doing to relieve that stress? Yeah. Um, I have a family, a wife that is taking care of her husband, and she started coming to our yoga mm, exercise. Good. So she's doing chair yoga now. Good. And she said, Deanne, it is helping me so much. Mm-hmm. I have another wife that's coming to the Improve Your Mood mm-hmm. support group. Mm-hmm. So she can talk to Matt and mm-hmm. talk out, you know, what is bothering her? Mm-hmm. How can she be a better caregiver? Mm-hmm. That's great. And to me, I feel like to be a better caregiver, you've got to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And you've got to tell your kids what's going on. You've yeah. got to tell your family. You so cannot sugarcoat it. That's a tough one. I know yeah. that um, people feel like they they can handle it, that they don't want to admit that they need help, and they want to protect their kiddos. And we hear that yeah. all the time. They say, I want to protect my, my children. They don't... They, or my kids are not listening. I'm trying to tell them and they're not listening. So what are the ways that you encourage or how, how can people open up that dialogue with their children to tell them the truth about what's going on and to ask for help if, if that's an option that they can ha- get help from their children? Yeah. I believe in family meetings because you may have three or four children. Um, you may have one child that's in denial. Mm-hmm. And I believe in getting the family together without your loved one mm-hmm. that has the disease and sit down and talk about what are some things that are working and what are some things that are not working. Mm-hmm. Also, talk about what is the caregiver's needs. Yeah, My needs, and I know I just had a family meeting with a gentleman that's taking care of his wife. Um, I met with three of the family members. They came up with a plan for him to have respite Mm -hmm. with the family. Mm -hmm. So our services, when they call the senior center, it's not that they're making a commitment for our services within home care. Mm -hmm. It could be, how do I make this work with my family Mm -hmm. dynamics? How do I get my kids to listen? Yeah. Well, first is having a family meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have to share what what your needs are. Mm -hmm. What's the caregiver's needs? And ask the kids that they'll commit. Yeah. If they can commit to, you know, mom, I'll come over every Wednesday Mm -hmm. and I'm going to spend time with dad. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we don't want the word babysit. We don't want, you know, them to say, oh, you got to have somebody come over here and sit with me while you go to the doctor. Yeah. You know, we're coming over to visit. Mm -hmm. Um, I helped a gentleman that actually he worked with his church. Mm which was wonderful. I always talk to our caregivers. Mm -hmm. What church do you belong to? If you have two ladies that want to come over and visit with your wife every Wednesday afternoon Mm -hmm. while you go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as somebody with dementia, socialization is very important. Um, Even if they have a hard time sharing their feelings and what's going on and maybe what they're saying might be a little mixed up, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Mm -hmm. I always say with somebody with dementia, as long as they're happy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and safe, mm-hmm. that that's really what we need is to have them happy and safe. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Because that's really what families want as well. Yeah. They want to see their mother, their grandmother, their loved one um, happy, and they want to see them safe. And so um, whether that's a communication skill, whether that's getting them some 
social interaction, making sure that there's visitors. Um, You know, let's, while we're talking about visitors really quickly, um, I know we're ahead of the holidays since it's only September, but Thanksgiving and Christmas are around the corner. Mm -hmm. What tips would you give families for those big family gatherings, whether their loved one has dementia and that's overwhelming or any other health health, um, consideration? What do you usually tell families to think about through the holidays? One thing is if you're going to travel, mm-hmm. plan ahead mm-hmm. um, and make sure that you can try and take two of everything. So if your okay. wife has reading glasses, mm-hmm. just don't take one pair. Mm-hmm. Take two pair mm-hmm. um, just in case one gets becomes missing. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Somebody with dementia can be overstimulated very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of commotion. A lot of noise, a lot of people around. They may get confused, and when they get confused and they feel bad, they feel fearful. Mm-hmm. They're going to seek out their caregiver. Yeah. So, as a caregiver, I would want them to make sure they were with their loved one or designated somebody to stay with their loved one to look for signs of anxiety. Mm-hmm. If they do get overstimulated, Maybe take them to another room. Mm -hmm. If they seem tired, take them to another room where they can rest. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, with holidays, you're going to have kids running around. You just want to make sure that, you know, you have somebody you're second eyes Mm -hmm. to make sure mom's okay during that event. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, That's Um, idea. You know, especially if I'm not feeling well and I need to use the restroom, if my loved one's not there... Who can I get to? Who's going to watch me? Mm-hmm. If I get antsy and I start moving around, chances are I probably have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to ask anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't. Kn- I don't know how to say I, I need to use the restroom. Mm-hmm. So watch for signs like that. Um, if someone once um, is not eating, mm-hmm. it could be that. You know, maybe their dentures aren't aren't mm-hmm. fitting well, mm-hmm. or they don't like the food that's served, mm-hmm. or they're looking at their plate and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is something I would eat when I was 30. Right. and now this plate, I don't even know where to start, yeah. or I don't know which utensil to pick up, mm-hmm. um, or if somebody gives me a container of applesauce, maybe I forgot how to open that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a family caregiver that said, "Mom was not." She quit eating her favorite pudding, and I couldn't understand. I kept buying it. I'm like, Mom, why aren't you eating your favorite yeah. butterscotch pudding? Yeah. Mom forgot to how she forgot to how to open the lid yeah. to her pudding. Yeah. So it's almost being a caregiver. You have to be an investigator. Yeah. That's a Find good point. Find out what's what's going on. What changes they're having. Mm-hmm. But the holidays, it's hard. I say lots of memories, lots of books, picture books, um, photo albums, small groups, so they're not overstimulated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, help yeah. them stay connected because that yeah. that's so important that they're around their family that they get to enjoy and be enjoyed, um, yeah. and that's something that we you know we often talk about the um, challenges of caregiving, but there's so much joy, and we always hear from people that they 
are glad that they were able to provide care for their loved one, even though it was really difficult and challenging at times. And so, um, but they're, they're glad that they could be there, that they could do those things, um, to, to be a help and a support to their loved one. So I know that the family caregivers, we, we often say, and you often say that, um, they really are heroes in the community. They do so much, um, that, that often goes unnoticed. And so, um, but the rewards for that, there really are rewards, even though it is challenging. Um, one of the other things that, um, I think is a really great reminder for people is that technology can help us budget our time so that we can spend really valuable time with our loved ones when we're providing care. And um, I love the story of the uh, gal that we help who she doesn't have Alzheimer's, she's still driving, but she can't navigate the grocery store. And so her family helps her by ordering the groceries online. She goes to the pickup, they put them in her trunk for her, she never has to get out of the car, and then she gets help unloading the groceries at home. And that's an example of how technology really changes the way that she she can continue to live independently because that component is taken care of. And she doesn't have to ask a family member to go to the grocery for her. Yeah. Um, instead, when they come visit, they have that extra hour to stay with her and talk and, and actually visit rather than go to the store, drive there, pick up the food, right. put it away, all of those tasks that, that we have. So... Um, that's one suggestion I had a, a woman mention to me the other day that she uh, thought it was a shame that that some of the uh, food delivery, like the DoorDash apps, really focus on young people because she said, you know, when I'm sick, I often will order food from the app and have it delivered to my house because I don't want to cook if I don't feel good. And I thought, that's another smart tip for a caregiver. If you can't be there to get a meal delivered, consider, is there another option? Could someone else deliver that and then give you back that time? And- so. Absolutely. I just met a lady that is no longer able to drive. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me about all these apps. Mm -hmm. And I I learned a lot from our seniors and caregivers. (laughs) I'm like, oh, wow, okay. I need to do that. We often hear from people who use um, Lyft and Uber and the rideshare services, especially if they can't use um, or the timing doesn't work for them to use the transportation services that are available uh, through our agency and others. So um, that's another great option um, to get where you need to go and to stay independent. Um, We, you know, one of the other areas where I know people have a lot of of um, challenges as caregivers, but also just in terms of aging and keeping track of things is with med management. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about some of the systems out there that can help people keep their medication organized and then provide those reminders? Right. We work with Guardian Medical Monitoring, Mm -hmm. and they have systems that um, they can, they'll have a professional come out to the home and set it up and where the family can put the medications in an organizer. And then the organizer will give a an alert that it's time to take your 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. medications. If your loved one does not open that, it sends a text to the caregiver yeah. saying, Mom missed your 9 a.m. meds. That's great. So the technology mm-hmm. for that. Um, but also I tell family caregivers, do you monitor, like, do you help them put the medications yeah, in the organizer? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of family members just assume mom's doing that. But take a look at the meds. If somebody calls me and says, Mom's just acting different lately, she seems like she's a little confused, not feeling as well, I ask the first thing is, how is she doing with her medications? Mm -hmm. If she's not taking her medications correctly, there could be a chemical imbalance. So definitely look at those meds first. 
called the doctor second set set up a physician's appointment. That's great. And there are lots of those um, med management systems um, mm-hmm. available on the market. So even a, a even a search on Amazon will help you look for some some options that can be helpful. They may not text you without a, a program attached to them, but that can be a big help to a family. Um, Absolutely, mm-hmm. and to make sure that it's friendly, easy. Yeah. For the client, yeah. I've seen some where they've ordered it and the family's like, I couldn't even figure yeah. it out. Yeah. So definitely they'll want to do their research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the same thing I would suggest too is just talking about like the personal alert systems. Everybody remembers the help I've fallen and I can't get up. Yeah. Um, but those systems really are another way to help people stay independent. Um, and there are dozens out there on the market. So if you think that that would help mom remain independent, dad remain independent, um, certainly we recommend those as an agency because they do help people live longer um, and without the fear of what if I fall, what's going to happen if I fall. And the key with that is we got to make sure when they have a life alert, that they're actually wearing right. it. So yes. important. <laughs> Today I was visiting a gentleman at home and I said, do you have a life alert? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, where is it? Because I didn't see it. He pulled it out of his shirt. Good. So he had it. Yeah. But I met another lady who was very interesting. I learned this. Mm-hmm. Her, She herself set up Alexa. Yes. In all perfect. of her rooms. She had one in the living room, one in her bedroom, one in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's connected to her phone. So if she ever gets in trouble, she says, hey, Alexa, call my son, Mm -hmm. Mike. Mm -hmm. And so that, to me, I mean, she, and she'll say, uh, Alexa, I'm going to bed. Mm -hmm. And so Alexa will acknowledge that she's going to bed. (laughs) Alexa acknowledges when she's up. So that technology is is phenomenal Mm -hmm. uh, with that, along with... A lot of people are putting cameras in the home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been in homes where I'll call the daughter and I'll say, can you get on the app because I'm with your mom now and I have a couple questions for you. Mm -hmm. And then I want her to see mom. So I like the apps where you can have a camera. Not that you have to have it in every room, but maybe the bedroom and the Mm -hmm. living room and the kitchen. Just, you know, you could set those up so easy. Or at the doorbell. So when somebody rings a doorbell... You can see who's coming to mom's door. Mm -hmm. So those are wonderful, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great... I hadn't heard that about the cameras, and that's a really um, great suggestion. Um, they're actually building some senior housing program um, facilities with Alexa already installed in the rooms uh, oh. because younger seniors are more apt to feel comfortable with that level of technology. And so um, some some people don't like it because they don't understand how it, how it works. And if you have any dementia, that could be confusing. But for younger mm-hmm. seniors, it's a great way to find out what's the weather and you know yeah. what's what's happening in the community the senior communities that are setting it up are actually building in their activities which is really neat so people can find out what's for lunch um and yeah (laughs) yeah so um technology i think is going to be a a big help um going forward um we often get calls too about home modifications and so you know there's a lot that people can do in their home in addition to the cameras but the Mm -hmm. lifts um for the stairs and some of those things are a great way to prevent falls and keep people yeah. keep people safe. Ramps are so mm-hmm. important, but I would say the biggest thing is grab bars. Yeah. Right. Um, for instance, my mom, 
she has a grab bar coming in from the the garage to the kitchen, mm-hmm. but she wasn't using it. And I witnessed her falling mm-hmm. right in front of me because she didn't use a grab bar. Mm-hmm. So now I have signs on both sides <laughs> of the door of the garage saying, use the grab yeah. bar. Um, I met a lady the other day who was falling from the garage into the kitchen. So we have somebody, mm-hmm. our handyman, Daniel, mm-hmm. that's going out and installing the grab bar. Yeah. Just because, I mean, it's scary enough. Um, when you live alone, mm-hmm. but when you're prone to falls, if it's the easiest thing, just to install a grab bar yeah. to help you and to keep you steady, that's really important. Yeah, that's great. Well, Deanne, our time is wrapping up, and so I thank you for coming uh, onto the show and sharing your knowledge um, with with our listeners. And I would encourage anyone who needs help, please reach out. As always, I I'm, I mentioned you can call Senior Services, but uh, Sacoa is another great resource in Central mm-hmm. Indiana to call and get referrals and get support. Um, they have a wonderful caregiving support program, so you can call and ask for the folks at, at their caregiving support as well. Um, if you have any other questions, please call us at Senior Services. Um, once again, I'm going to give you that Alzheimer's um, helpline because it is 24-7, and that's 1-800-272-3900. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to talking with all of you next month on Conversations About Living Young. This has been Conversations About Living Young with your host, Marina Kears, Executive Director of Hendricks County Senior Services. This program has been presented by Duke Energy. Duke Energy says in the event a customer is unable to pay a past due bill, customer service specialists are available to discuss a customer's situation and provide assistance to meet the customer's specific needs. And customers who have more than 12 months of usage history at their current residence may qualify for one of the billing and payment plans that gives customers the option of levelizing monthly payments. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling one 800 521-2232.